Hey guys, and welcome back to the Talk Bible to Me podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Megan Rawlings, joined by my lovely co-host, Emily Richardson. And I don't know if you guys are listening, but it might sound a little bit better and a little more crisper and cleaner. Crisper? A little more crispier? Crispier? Cleaner? I I don't English good. More crisp. Just crisp. Crisp. It sounds... (laughs) Well... (laughs) Regardless, irregardless, <laughs> that's not a word. We have new microphones. We're new fancy mics. now. So excited! Thank you so much to the eighteen oh one media um, team for getting us microphones. It's, yeah, who knew that partnering with a media company would get you new mics and better quality? Not me. Yes, we did. That's why we did it. <laughs> You are listening to the Talk Bible to Me podcast. Join Megan and Emily as they work verse by verse through the book of 1 John here in season five. Before we get started, a message from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Sydney English, the Director of Ministry Engagement at Go Ministries. Let me ask you a question. What could you do with a dollar a day? Well, here at Go Ministries, a dollar a day helps us provide resources to kids out in the Dominican Republic, helps get them off the street, provide ministry mentorship opportunities and basic needs for all of the kids in our four areas of ministry. Through sports, medical, church planting, and in our Go School, $30 a month will help provide these kids all of these incredible opportunities. Learn more at gomin.org sponsor. Well, guys, if you have been listening to us for the past couple of episodes, we have started a new book because this is a new season. We are in season six of the Talk Bible to Me podcast, and we are working through the book of First John. And we have decided to switch it up a little bit. This time in this season, we are using the bold method. And this is how we write our Bible studies. And if you want to follow along, go to thebowmovement.com forward slash freebies. And you can have your very own free booklet that shows you how to do the bold method full of detail. And so you ready to get started in? I'm ready. Awesome. So the very first um, acronym of bold, the very first letter is B, and that is begin with prayer in the Bible. So, M, why don't you lead us in prayer and then we'll get started? Sounds good. Great. All right. Father, first, we just praise you for who you are. We praise you that you have given us your word to study and to talk about and to share with each other. And so I just ask that you would bless this podcast episode, that we would just speak only the words that you want us to speak. Lord, would you um, give us the wisdom to share only what you want us to share and that it would be a blessing to those that are listening. We just ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. And we start with prayer because we believe that um, prayer and scripture are conversations. And so prayer is our part of the conversation to talk to God. And the Bible Mm -hmm. is where he talks back to us. And so that is why the second part of be begin with prayer is begin with scripture, scripture, the Bible, because if you're going to study, there's no better place to start than what you're studying. And so in this area of beginning with the Bible, We tell you to read the book in its 
completion. So read it from beginning to end and its completion. And it's <laughs> in its what's the word I'm looking for? What is that word? It's not completion. In it and it's and it's um well we get what you mean. As a whole. What'd you say as a whole? Incompletion? In I really don't know that word I'm looking for. <laughs> Trying to sound smart and it backfired. Anyway, <laughs> read the book fully from start to finish if you can. There you go. And if, and if not, um, when you break it up into passages, we want you to read it out loud because that's their psychology and science that shows that when we read things out loud, our brains memorize it better. We remember things better. And we want you to read it in multiple translations. Now. We are going to be reading it in three translations, one from each section that we talked about in our video this week on our YouTube channel. If you have not watched that yet, make sure to go down into the show notes and click that link and check it out. But the three types of translations we have, do you want to talk about that, Emily? Yep. Um, to this episode, we're going to be doing the... <laughs> I was about to say which uh, which translations we were doing, but you probably want me to talk about more of the word for word, thought for thought, and then um, paraphrased. Yes. So <laughs> I'm getting Good distracted catch. because I have we got a new cat and she keeps trying to get into all of my business over here. So <laughs> I got to kick her out of here. <laughs> so we have the word for word. Um, and this is where when we are translating scripture, this is probably the closest to the original language from the word in Greek to the word in English. Now, the only actual word for word out there is the interlinear, and we are not going to be using that for <laughs> study because it would make absolutely no sense. And we go into details about that in our video. But this time we're going to be using a close, um, a close uh, word for word translation, and that is the King James Version. The King James Version, the KJV, the tried and true, the good old fashioned um, Bible. And then for the word for, or sorry, thought for thought translation, and this is where the concept that the sentence is saying is translated into an English sentence that would make sense but means the exact same thing. For example, if someone um, in, in the Greek, instead of saying like he prayed, um, well, he loved with all his heart. Instead of saying that, they would say, like, he loved with his whole stomach. <laughs> and so that's the word for word translation. The thought for thought would translate he prayed with his whole stomach to he prayed with his whole heart. Um, because there's a lot of idioms in there that might not mm -hmm. translate correctly and different things like that. So um, if you want us to read the Greek and translate it for you. We can do that. It would be a good time. It would make no sense and it would take forever, but we would do It'd it. It'd be interesting. That's for sure. That's right. <laughs> and then paraphrase. And I know some of our listeners and some folks out there like despise paraphrase Bibles, but I don't. I love them and I'm not, I would not use these by itself to study. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to pick up the message or the good news Bible or a kid's Bible to study the word and teach it. But I don't think it's a terrible thing. And sometimes it helps make the concept or idea a little bit easier for us to comprehend and digest. And so we're going to add those in it. And so we'll be doing the message in that one. So I will get started with the King James Version, the KJV. Okay. And we are going to read 1 John chapter 2, verses 7 through 14. Are you ready, Em? We're ready. 
Okay. And if I mispronounce a word, just know it's because I don't speak old English. <laughs> okay. Brethren. Brethren. Oh, my gosh. We are not Starting off to well. a good start. <laughs> I'm really nervous. I do not want to mess this up. This is my Gigi's translation, so I do not want Aww. to mess this up. Yeah. Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment which ye had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is the light and he hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother brother, abideth in the light and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and know not whither he go, whither he goeth. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Because the darkness hath blinded his eyes. I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I write unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I write unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. I write unto you, little children, because ye have known the Father. I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. Well done. Thanks. (laughs) I think there's something poetic and beautiful about the King James Version, and I love it. Um, It's nostalgic for me. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of my childhood. It does. It makes me think of like, for me, KJV is very much like The Patriot, the movie The Patriot, you know, that time period. I can't help but just picture people in those kinds of clothes when I hear it, but in a cool way, like, yeah, very old fashioned and timeless and and poetic. Worship the same God that they Mm -hmm. worship still. Yep. Yep. All right. Um. I'm going to do the new living li- the new living translation for our thought for thought translation next if that works. Awesome. All right. Again, 1 John 2:7 through 14. Dear friends, I'm not writing a new commandment for you, rather it is an old one you have had from the very beginning. This old commandment to love one another is the same message you heard before. Yet it is also new. Jesus lived the truth of this commandment and you also are living it. For the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. If anyone claims, I am living in the light, but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. But if anyone hates a fellow who hates a fellow believer is still living and walking in darkness, such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness. I am writing to you who are God's children, because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. I am writing to you who are mature in the faith, because you know Christ, who existed from the beginning. I am writing to you who are young in the faith, because you have won your battle with the evil one. I have written to you who are God's children, because you know the Father. I have written to you who are mature in the faith, because you know Christ, who existed from the beginning. I have written to you who are young in the faith, because you are strong. God's word lives in your hearts and you have won your battle with the evil one. Mm. That made a little more sense to me. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And for our final translation, for our paraphrase, we are going to read the message and I'll just crank that out real quick. Is that cool? Go ahead. Yep. All right. 
My dear friends, I'm not writing anything new here. This is the oldest commandment in the book, and you've known it from day one. It's always been implicit in the message you've heard. Sorry, in the message you've heard. On the other hand, perhaps it is new, freshly minted, as in both Christ and you, the darkness fading away and the true light already blazing. Anyone who claims to live in God's light and hates a brother or sister is still in the dark. It's the person who loves brother and sister who dwells in God's light and doesn't block the light from others. But whoever hates it is still in the dark, stumbles around in the dark, doesn't know which end is up, blinded by the darkness. I remind you, my dear children, your sins are forgiven in Jesus' name. You veterans were in on the ground floor and know the one who started all this. You newcomers have won a big victory over the evil one. And a second reminder, dear, dear children, you know the Father from personal experience. You veterans know the one who started it all. And you newcomers, such vitality and strength. God's word is so steady in you. Your fellowship with God enables you to gain a victory over the evil one. It's like listening to a pastor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Which one which one was your favorite? I think the NLT. Yeah? I like the in between. I like yeah. that it's like you know you're getting a little bit of the original context or original language, I should say. But it's also understandable. The message yeah. I, en- I I think I enjoy listening to the message because it feels like a conversation. Yeah. But there's still that part of me that's like, but I want it to, like, I want to make sure that I'm like getting the right idea. So maybe the two of those together actually, maybe make it feel like I'm getting both sides of it. But KJV, yeah. I'll say that one's, that one's the hardest one to understand. Cause it's, we just don't say those words right. anymore, but it's, it's cool to be able though, to hear them and hear what people would have been hearing I mean, not that long ago. It's not like we switched from that more than the last hundred years or so. Yeah. In my um in my Greek tutoring, Dr. Girdwood and I translated this book together from Greek to English mm. for for our Bible study that goes with us. Whew. And it's interesting because like in the um the message it says you veterans instead mm-hmm. of you fathers. And mm. I mean, the literal translation is fathers. Like that's the word for word. But yeah. the idea, like that's pretty dead on. Like you Christians mm. who have been in it for a long time, yeah. like you, and it's this, it, uh, the word victory is like Nike. It's like Nikki. Um, and that's where we get Nike from because oh, Nike is actually Greek for Greek? like victory. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And so, um, it's like, New Ypsilon, no, yeah, new, oh man, Epsilon, <laughs> no, it's not, it's new Iota, I don't know why I said Ypsilon, that's not even a letter, I'm trying to make <laughs> Ypsilon and Iota together, I swear I've been in Greek for like seven years, my brain is just <laughs> fried today, it's new Iota, um, I think it's Kappa Eta or something like that. I'll have to look. I'll go back and look. But um, it translates Nike. Like, that's the English. And so it means to be victoried. Hmm. You victoried over it instead of, like, you were victorious. Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's actually, I love, I love translating, even though I'm obviously very, very talented at it. I'm not. So (laughs) see, you know, that's, that's helpful to hear though, because for so many years, I would hear a lot of pastors say like, don't read the message. Don't read the message. It's just junk because it's not, you know, word for word translation, but really I mean, we, my husband and I always say the best translation is the one that you're actually going to read because, yeah. I mean, obviously besides ones that might be heretical, right? But like, it's, it's not so much important that you pick word for word or thought for thought. I mean, unless you're going to like study, actual study the Bible, but if you're reading the Bible and you're just trying to understand God's word, yeah, find the one that you understand, start yeah. there and then work your way up to different translations but this is I think why it's so important to read a few different types because then you do you get you get the full idea of of what's going on but even if you just start off with with the one that's easiest that's the best place to start yeah and and that's why I encourage like and that's why we are encouraging not just me we are encouraging that you read one from each section because Mm -hmm. throughout the next three letters we're going to be pulling from each of these translations and each yeah. of these versions, I'm sure, because that's, um, oh, yeah, this one says this. And it's not because they're saying anything different. It's because of how they're saying things that we're going to understand yeah. it. So, right. Beautiful. And now at this part, um, there's two more things that we recommend you do in the Begin With Bible. And that is to outline the passage. Um, I'm a big proponent of outlining. Emily knows how I feel about that. In the academy. Yeah, we outline. We outline so much we are bible outliners and so um <laughs> it's such good passage. stuff too yeah. yep yeah it helps you, you know remember what? it i had a student and i'm not going to say who it was it was emily um i had a student who said <laughs> outlining has helped because i have to think through the passage that i read to give it a yeah. title yeah so it like refreshes it after girls. you've read and it and then um Exactly. And then annotate scripture. And in the uh, How to Study the Bible guide that you can download for free on our website, um, there is an annotation guide. You don't have to follow it. It's not a secret magic wand. It's just something to get you started. But if you have a way that you like to annotate scripture, stick with that. I mean, do it, girl. Do your thing, Mm -hmm. girl. (laughs) I'm going to start doing that. I just hear the NSYNC song. (laughs) Um, Never mind. Look it up. Nope. I need your thing, girl. Nope, nope, (laughs) nope. That's as far as I go. (laughs) We do not own the rights to that music. (laughs) They would cut us out. (laughs) For real. Okay. The next letter is O, B-O-L-D-O, on your own. Wrestle with the text. Are you ready to wrestle with some text, Emily? I'm ready. Okay. I think this section could probably be divided into two, like most of our sections could. So I think... Um, the very first part of wrestling with the text on your own is to summarize the, summarize the passage in one sentence. So I think that this passage could probably be summarized 7 through 11 and then 12 through 14. So do you want to do 7 through 11 or the others? Uh, let's see. I'll do either. Either one's fine. Go first. Oh, I pulled that card. (laughs) You did. All right. I would say for the first section, um, 
I would say if you are in the Lord, you are already in the light and following him is much simpler than you're thinking. (laughs) Uh, I think we can just stop right there. I don't think we need to do anything else. Gosh, how many times do we overcomplicate obedience? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like for real. Every command that Jesus has can be simplified into two things. Love God, love mm-hmm. people. And if you do yep. those two things, you're going to hit it every time. Yep. Um. Okay. 13 through 14. Mm. So this one's a little, or sorry, 12 through 14. This one's a little trickier because there's like three audiences here, right? It's yeah three types of Christians that John's talking to. So I'm going to say, uh, summarize in one passage. Be encouraged. Take heart. He sees hmm. you if you were there from the beginning, and he sees you if you're brand new. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Thanks. Well done on that one. Thanks. Okay. So that's the first part. Now, oh, I love this part. What is the connection between this passage and the overarching theme of Scripture? And if you aren't familiar with the overarching theme of Scripture, well, we're just going to have to hook you up. You should probably check out the Bold Movement Academy because we talk about that a lot. <laughs> a little plug. Okay, yep. go ahead. The connection between the passage and overarching scripture. Um, yeah, so I would say, um, you know, we have reference to the Old Testament with the Old Commandment. Mm-hmm. So even just that little connection of the overarching theme of the commandment that God has given us. But I would say... Um, overarching theme god has a standard that needs to be met and in this new commandment the old one has been fulfilled in jesus so the overarching theme of god coming to our rescue even when we don't deserve it yeah yes i'm gonna say for the second part um this is this goes into the story where the church uh comes in it's like a new character right like it's the character, uh, you're watching a movie, and it's the lady who walks in in the background, and you see her all the time, but she hasn't really been introduced yet. Yeah. And this is the part of the story where the leading lady, nah, I shouldn't say that. That's, I don't want to be sacrilegious. <laughs> the bride <laughs> of the leading man. How about that? There we go. Um, there we go. <laughs> his bride walks in she's like a oh supporting role it's a supporting role the best supporting actress <laughs> um this is where you're introduced to the supporting actress um in the movie and so this is hey you've been around and like god sees you again and it's it's encouragement from john to this church because you have all of these um false gospels and false teachers trying to creep in and he's like stay strong boys you know what you're doing stay strong pull up your pants and stay strong Um, (laughs) we're not here to make people like us we're here to tell the truth and we do it in love we don't make we don't offend people on purpose but yeah yeah that's good (sighs) okay three in this pat is this passage directed toward you or your relationship to something i would say toward you yeah yeah, and how you're living, you know, as a believer. 
yeah, it's it's your encouragement mm-hmm. of like, hey, you got this. Perfect. That was so easy. Okay. Oh, <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> what is this passage not saying? Mm. I love this. It's so hard hard to think through. And I think oh, it's yeah. important important that it's hard to think through because this is the kind of stuff that when you're studying the word helps you remember it. Um, I would say it's not saying that you have to work hard to achieve this rescue that you need. It's been done for you. So it's not saying that you have to work hard for for your salvation. Yes. Because we do have to work hard. Just <laughs> just not for our salvation. <laughs> yes. Work hard for obedience out of gratitude. Not because right. that's what saves you. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. This is not saying that the old commandment no longer applies. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, it's the old commandment that, and I'm not talking about Old Testament. I'm talking about the old mm-hmm. commandment. And so we're talking about here. I don't know if this is the right place to talk about that because that's probably for the L, you know, where we get into yeah. what does that mean? So I'll wait on that. But okay. it's not saying to throw stuff out for new stuff it's yeah saying these things harmonize in beautiful mm-hmm. ways they fulfill it brings it full and, circle yeah and yeah that's all i'll say that's good <laughs> i don't want to give away l and then not have anything in l <laughs> sheesh man okay awesome well Let's pause, Emily. This has been a lot of fun, but let's take a break for a second because we have a message from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Sydney English, the Director of Ministry Engagement here at Go Ministries. Go Ministries empowers local leaders to make disciples in the Dominican Republic. The DR has some of the highest rates of teenage pregnancy in all of the world. Around 9.6% of girls will have a kid between the ages of 15 and 19 years old. It's also one of the top countries for sex tourism, so sex trafficking is a huge issue. One of the reasons that is a lot of young girls stay at home while their moms go out and work, and so men are kind of kind of have free reign some of these houses with young girls at home left left vulnerable. So one thing that Go does is we provide a place for girls to come and play sports and do things during the day and be out of the house and be off the streets. One girl specifically, Diana, joined um, our volleyball program, and she came in just so shy and with no confidence, um, and her team was sponsored, and that gave her the opportunity to just hear the love of Jesus, hear who she is, learn more about him, and she was baptized within a year of being in our program. Later that year, a lot of her family members were also baptized, and um, we just got to see the kingdom of God multiplied, and all of this is thanks to the sponsorship program. Uh, We just want to invite you to join us at $30 a month. You can sponsor an athlete, sponsor a kid in our Go School, or sponsor a medical patient or church planting community and just see the kingdom of God multiplied. Welcome back to the Talk Bible to Me podcast, guys. We hope that you really heard the heart and mission behind Go Ministries because when we talked to them, we knew we had to get involved. We knew that we had to partner with them. The goal is to get 6,000 children sponsored. And you can do that for 30 bucks a month. I have done that. Um, I've 
my husband and I have uh, decided to uh, sponsor a kid in the DR. And the things that Go Ministries, the things that they're doing are just so heartwarming and something that we're passionate about. So make sure you go and grab your kid that you can sponsor and pick one out at gomin.org forward slash um, sponsorship. So awesome. Now we have accomplished the first two letters of our bold acronym and bold method, B and O. Now we are doing L, which is learn more. And this is where we break the passage down. And so we've got a few notes, I'm sure. Emily, do you want to go first? Sure. I am really curious to hear what you were going to say about um, the Old Testament commandments and all of that. But um, yeah, I mean, actually, mine kind of goes along with that, too. So why don't you you start with what you had? Because I I want to hear it. You go first. No, you go first. And then I'll call you a heretic or, you know, an approved teacher. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Um, Oh, goodness. Oh, here we go. Okay. yeah, I have Are you a little nervous? bit about. Oh, you you made me nervous. You should be. What if I say you're the exact the word opposite? <laughs> well, then you're a heretic. No, I could be the heretic. Who knows? I don't think either of us are heretics, so I think it'll be okay. We'll be all right. We'll get through it. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Well, I was going to talk about um, really the, that first section about living in the darkness and the new, new and old commandment, but I love how this these verses connect the New Testament with the Old Testament because so often I think we'll read the New Testament and think that it has, it's a completely different God. It's a completely different, um, that the Old Testament is just basically washed out. Why do we need it? We don't need it at all, but really it's just that it's, it's fulfillment like we had talked about. So you can even look at the 10 commandments and see this theme in the new Testament of this love God, love others. Everything in the 10 commandments is under that umbrella of love God, love others. Uh, and it's, it's simply old because it was from the beginning, but it's also new because it's found its fulfillment in Jesus. So that's what we're talking about when I, when I say that the, the new commandment is, is fulfilling the old commandment that we can't do anything on our own. The old commandment talked about all the things that we have to do to try to, um, be holy and, and to meet God's standards. And we can't do that on our own. And so praise God, he sent Jesus who brings that full circle, like I'd said earlier, that he he's the one who can do all of that perfectly. And when we believe in him, then essentially we are living out that law perfectly. So that's that, um, that's that fulfillment. And then also obedience to this new command leads to love among the Christian community. And I think it's really important too to note that this scripture passage is speaking really specifically about loving our brothers and sisters in the Christian community. So yes, we're supposed to love those that are outside of the church and outside of being believers, but this specifically, this passage is talking about love your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you can't do that, then how are you ever going to love the people of the world? Mm. So it's really saying you have to start here when you're hating someone who's in your church, who you've missed it. Like that's, if you can't even start there, then how are you ever going to share the gospel with those that don't even know him? So, and I think that even refers to, I'm not gonna be able to think of the verse off the top of my head, but, um, they will know Jesus by the way that we love each other. Um, they'll know us by our love. So yeah, that's what I have. I think that's in John, like yeah, 1633. I'm going to look because I have my Bible. 
1633 sounds right, but I don't think it is now that I... If it's right, I'll send you a candy bar. <laughs> Please be right. It's like, that's like, what is it? Bible, uh, Bible trivia. What? Is, no, there was like no, a... No, that's not it. No? <laughs> no. That's, no candy uh, bar for you. Yeah, yeah. That's the, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world oh, you will you have tribulation, but take heart, I've overcome the world. That's, I memorized that verse. I do think it is in John, though. I think you're right. Google it. (laughs) Okay. Hold on, guys. I got to Google. Oh, you're Googling right now. I just meant you could Google it at any time. All right. (laughs) I was really confident because we have it on one of our shirts. Ah! 1335. There you go. You know what? But you even knew an no. idea of where it was. That was That's really great. sweet, but no. <laughs> <laughs> don't even give me that one. I don't want your pity. Okay. Um, in this first part, um, you'll notice throughout the book of First John, he will start sentences off with um, some translations, my dear friends, beloveds, um, my little children. And these are terms of endearment. He loves these people. And mm-hmm. so I just want that to be affirmed and confirmed. It's not condescending um, because in the 21st century, if someone wrote a letter to the church and was like, hey, little children, that's probably not going to be received with <laughs> that. It would have been received in little babies. <laughs> What's up, you big whiny butts? So that's not what he was saying. He's just saying no. like, my close friends whom I love. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I just want to throw that out there. Um, yes. So in in the Gospels, when Jesus was talking about, I did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Mm-hmm. For a very long time, that confused me. I did not understand what that meant. Like, mm. okay, you didn't come to fulfill or to abolish it. I understand what that means. You did not come to destroy it and for it to no longer exist. But I came to fulfill it. And I'm like, how do you fulfill a law? Like, it's not a goal. And it's hmm. not oh. something. Because that's that's how my mind works. Like, if yeah. you're fulfilling something. I never thought a, of it that way. It's a goal or it's a prophecy. Yeah. And, like, that's, yeah. So, it's weird how we take different hmm. things, right? Because that so, makes it sound like it's, like, a one-time thing. Yeah. Like, when we yeah. follow the law, it's all, for all time. Like, it's not just, right. oh, I did it. I didn't speed one time. I never, you just opened a whole new, anyway, continue. Yeah. So I always thought like, how do you fulfill it? Like, yeah. But I guess normal people who read that passage, because you did not think that way. And now I feel (laughs) foolish. (laughs) No, but I mean, like that makes sense though. Don't feel foolish. That makes sense. My, I have a tendency to like, I'm a goal person. Like I like, Mm -hmm. um, I like having goals to achieve. Like I'm an, I like achieving achiever kind of stuff, which can be dangerous, but it can be used for good. It it depends on, you know, how you do that. But, um, so my mind is always in that realm of things. And so it's like, well, I came to fulfill it. I came to accomplish it. And that was really confusing to me. So Mm -hmm. the more I studied it, what he means is, um, I have come to fulfill the law. I have come to complete the parts that you're never going to be able to successfully complete Hmm. because you are always going to have an inclination towards sin and I'm going to be your identity 
you no longer have to sacrifice animals because I'm going to fulfill that role mm. of the sacrifice for your sins and your propitiation. <laughs> um, I am going to be the thing that you can't because I love you that much. Mm. And that's what he's talking about fulfilling. So here, um, the oldest command, and that's kind of where my mind goes when I hear these things, but the oldest commandment in the book is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And then the second, right, is to love others as yourself. This command was from the very, very beginning, just like Emily mm-hmm. said. It's even throughout the Ten Commandments. The old command is also fulfilled in Christ, which is the new law, the new command that we get. And the new commandment is don't just do it in action, but mean it in heart. Mm-hmm. And if you notice when he's, when Jesus is talking, it's, it's not just an eye for an eye or, uh, it's not just, um, whatever it's, but turn the other cheek. It's not just don't commit adultery. It's don't even lust after another woman. Mm -hmm. It's not just don't murder someone. It's don't even hate them in your heart. And so Mm -hmm. the new commandment is not abolishing the old it's making it deeper because Mm -hmm. your actions are controllable but true heart change it starts in your heart it says watch your heart for sin because it's a it's death crouching at your door because it grows and grows and then what you think about and what you feel is is what you're going to be doing and putting into action and so if your heart is full of love and passion and mercy and truth then that's going to be what you exude. And so that is what Jesus is the, the new commandment is. It's not just putting it in action. It's putting it into your heart as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was a because really, that was, I feel like I went really around on that. I hope you followed no, that. I did. I did. No, I was just about to say it helps understand the old Testament and how like right now our church is doing the, the Bible in a year. I think I've mentioned that before in other podcasts, yeah. but um. So right now we're in first Samuel and we're reading about Saul and David and how um, a lot of Saul's issues in the beginning, he would sacrifice, which sounds great. He would, um, you know, try to sacrifice before going to the Lord. But in actuality, the Lord had already told him, don't sacrifice, wait for, you know, there's all these situations, but basically he was sacrificing not out of the love of his heart for God, but out of just trying to look good on the outside. And I think that's that big difference that we see between the Old Testament and the way people would act. It was so much about the outward appearance, which then you see in the New Testament with the Pharisees. They're still living that way with this. They're um, whitewashed tombs is what Jesus calls them. So they're, they look good on the outside. They're all whitewashed, but on the inside, they're dead. And so um, I think you hit that spot on. That totally made sense with how it's not just about our actions. It's our hearts. And I think a lot of before Jesus came, um, I mean, to an extent, you you almost couldn't help but do this outward appearance. And really, that's how we are before we become believers, that we have this morality, maybe this sense of, oh, I'm a good person. I do good things. I don't, you know, cheat on my spouse or I don't, you know, spend money like I shouldn't. But you're not a good person. <laughs> I hate to tell you that, but you're not. And so <laughs> we need we need Jesus. Like we can look good on the outside, but our hearts are empty. And so 
um, yeah, no, that was really good. I just went on a little tangent because that got me excited. It made a lot of sense to me. So I had a little bit too on, on verse 11 when it talks about uh, hating your brother, living in the darkness, that kind of stuff. And, and I had a note uh, that I wrote for myself that it's not just a dark room kind of darkness. This is talking about like total blindness. And when mm-hmm. you're in that darkness, you are disconnected from the light. I mean, completely. You cannot see where you're going. Therefore, you're in sin. And you need a savior, like you need somebody to turn on the light for you. This is why the gospel is needed not just once. Like, yes, we hear the gospel and we accept Jesus and you only have to accept him as your Lord and Savior one time. You don't have to keep doing that over and over again to be saved. But we still need to hear the gospel every single day because we all fall into sin at some time. We all fall into darkness. And I think we talked about that, too. But it's just that reminder that we can't save ourselves and when we start to hate our brothers and sisters in Christ, we're going back into that darkness. And I think that's something that's so easy, especially as women. I think we can tend to get to that like catty, gossipy frustration with our, especially our sisters in Christ. And Mm -hmm. when we're doing that, we are walking right back into the darkness. And it's that it shouldn't, to an extent, it shouldn't shame us when we get into that. I mean, yes, there should be a level of shame of sin is shameful, but it should just be that reminder of, man, I cannot do this on my own. I can't. I need a savior. (laughs) When you were talking before about Saul and reading it, I thought Mm -hmm. of a passage and I spent so much time looking for it that I have to read it to you now. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And this is the message version because that's how I read it first. And I loved it. It was in Psalm 51 and it says in verse 16, 17, going through the motions doesn't please you. A flawless performance is nothing to you. I learned God worship when my pride was shattered, heart shattered lives ready for love. Don't for a moment escape God's notice. Hmm. And I had that like highlighted and underlined a million times. But anyway, sorry. See, again, I love the message version of that. It just mm-hmm. makes sense in your heart of that's our language. <laughs> like that's, yeah. that's how we speak. Yeah, because Psalm 51 in my ESV, mm-hmm. it's similar, but it says, Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be water in the snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have. Bro- nope, that's not it. Because the message version says, tune my feet and tune my, ah, tune, what was that? Tune my feet into foot tapping songs or something like that. It was (laughs) so good. Now, listen, we're going to be, oh, here it is. Tune me into foot tapping songs. Set these once broken bones to dancing. (laughs) Isn't that great? It gives it gives a more clear visual. Yeah. I think sometimes. Oh, 16, 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's good. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifice of God, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. Oh, God, you will not despise. And so it's saying the same thing. It's just different language. Yeah. And that. That psalm is the difference between David and Saul. And I think the whole reason that David, even though he was sinful, was a man after God's own heart because everything that he did, it wasn't just to look good on the outside. You know, Saul, his whole heart became about looking good, 
especially after David comes along and he's getting all of these accolades from the dancing women and, you know, the people in town and Saul, his heart can't stand not looking as good as David and David doesn't care. Like he's not in it to look good. He's in it to help people. Right. So that's, that's the difference. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Do you have anything else that you want to point out? That's it for me, girl. Yeah, I think that's all I have too. I have my, cool. I grab my Bible and everything. We are on a roll here. <laughs> awesome. And then the final, the final letter is D, which is do something with it. Do something with it. Now that we know these things, what are we going to do? Um, I'll go first. Is that okay? Yeah, go for it. One of the things. And, and there's a series of questions that we ask to find application, but we're running short on time, so I won't go too into that. You can find that in our um, booklet. But one of the things that I think we can take from this is, one, be a John. Encourage people in your life. That's not that's not what this is saying, but I want you to take that from here, okay? <laughs> I want you to take that. Write encouraging letters to folks, to your, uh, your f- veteran elder father Christians who have influenced your church, your community, your life, write it to the folks who are in the same boat as you write it to the brand new Christian who has tons of sprouts and full of passion and excitement and just encourage them because everybody needs encouraged mm-hmm. at some point. But the thing I want you to take away from this is this very similar to what we talked about last week. And that is like darkness is comfortable, but it is not what you're meant for. Hmm. Yeah. You need, you need to walk in light, walk in truth. Do not be a coward. Do not cower away from things Hmm. because you want to be liked or well-received. Stand for truth because you and you alone will stand before the throne of God and have to answer for walking in darkness or walking in light. Mm-hmm. Because either way, you're going to get put in the light. That's right. Whether that's when you choose to, this side of heaven, or the day that you meet the Lord, when you die or when he comes back. And the light will reveal everything at yes. some point. So you might as well do it by your own choice. <laughs> that's right. Yep. That's good. Do you have anything to add? Or are you just like, I concur? I concur. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Ladies and gents, thank you so much for tuning in. We have had so much fun. Make sure you stay after and listen to the uh, our sponsor one more time so you can make sure you get that link um, and check out a kid so that you can sponsor for $30 a month. If you like what we're doing, would you please give us a five-star rating and subscribe to our podcast? If you don't like what we're doing, please don't touch our star ratings and just don't listen to us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or do. Give that us another easy. try. <laughs> Give us a second try. We're hard to ignore because we're pretty in your face. We're pretty and we bold. Have, we have new microphones now. So, I mean, the quality. Yeah, we're so fancy. I mean, Give us like, a chance. Great. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to see the video of this and you don't, you can check out our video on Spotify and our brand new YouTube channel that I am going to plug every chance I get because it's a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> And we officially have Academy signups for the Bull Movement Academy um, starting cohort three in May, which is very exciting. 
It's so good. Girls, do it. It's so good. You won't regret it. Even if just for the community, these women are amazing to be around and to get to know. I have friends that I've never met in person, and we text, and we encourage each other, and it's Hold on. Who are you texting? Girl, everybody. What? Everybody. Why am I never in this group? (laughs) I was kidding. I was trying to get a shout out for them on the podcast. I was trying to get like... Hey Molly Bing, looking at you, girl. Hey, Actually, no, that was, like, I was just talking to Molly Bing just the other day. Oh, she hey, might be Mbala. coming here to visit for her birthday. What? Yeah, fun. I know. Maya Walker, Ashley Moneymaker, Nikki Johnson. Like I'm just gonna name off all the girls. They're gonna be like, <laughs> uh, I did not want my name broadcasted. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. Too bad. So sad. Get all right. But Heather do it. Stone. Join it. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If I forgot someone, I'm gonna be so upset. <laughs> and now you're oh, trying to Jody, just go do the whole Jody list. Twaddle. <laughs> just, oh, just stop now. Just stop. everyone Dr. else. Will you. <laughs> Dr. Girdwood. <laughs> oh gosh. Awesome. Yes, and um, check it out. We 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 love each other. We encourage one another. We learn together, and it's fantastic. Check out our YouTube. We have a workshop coming up, which we'll be announcing soon. Oh, my gosh. I better stop or I'm just going to keep plugging and selling. But there's so <laughs> many cool things happening. <laughs> oh, and check out our website with our new rebrand. I'll just, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. That's worth We're saying. just fancy That's all around, mentioning. guys. I mean, you know, you get a new microphone and you're a brand new woman. <laughs> 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 you're laughing because it's true. It is true. It is true. That's why I think I said it took us an hour to get started because we were so enamored by these beautiful yes. microphones. And you know what? It's not just us. Our husbands, too. My husband's already yeah. like, I want to use that microphone. And yep. your Matt came in and said the same thing. So, like, it's a big deal. It's legit. So, All right, guys. Well, make sure you tune in all next right. week where we will be just continuing the conversation about First John. We'll see you next Thursday. Until next time. Go out and be bold. Awesome. Bye, guys. We did it! You were listening to the Talk Bible to Me podcast, hosted by Megan Rawlings and Emily Richardson. This has been a production of 1801 Media in association with The Bull Movement. For more information, please visit www.thebullmovement.com. Hi, I'm Cindy English, the Director of Ministry Engagement here at Go Ministries. Go Ministries empowers local leaders to make disciples. I am living proof of that empowerment. Because of this, I'm going to sponsor a child through our Disciple First Sponsorship Program. This helps us provide education, resources, mentorship opportunities, and more to kids in the Dominican Republic. Would you join me in sponsoring a disciple at $30 a month at gomin.org sponsorship.